Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always is... Sesame, Blanche, and Carta. Blanche and Carta. Mm -hmm. Sesame, Blanche, and Carta. So... Yep. Okay. (laughs) Why? Because that's my name, Sesame Blanche and Carta. Why? I mean, why? I mean, why does the universe exist? Why, you know, why do stars exist? Why does rain fall from the sky? I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's infinity. It's just, you know. Rain Wilson falls from the sky? I'm confused. Yeah, well, he better have a parachute, though. Because, oh, okay, you know, good. Like, just make sure he's not going to hit the ground hard and no he's no he better not yeah hope not but um <clears throat> i'd be there with like a like a big trampoline just to make him have him bounce on that and uh of course that wouldn't that wouldn't really hold him but but you know it's some kind of you know <laughs> thing to, to break a ball we can't have rain wilson dying on this not not now no can't do it no never he should live forever <laughs> And, um, <laughs> so anyways, today on the show, we are covering a pilot for a short-lived television sitcom called The Golden Palace. Or Golden Palace, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is The Golden Palace, because it was The Golden Girls, now The Golden Palace. Yes, it was a sequel series to The Golden Girls. Yeah. Um... Aired for one season of 24 episodes, starting in September 18th of 1992, with the pilot episode called The Golden Palace. She's very straightforward, you know. Directed by Terry Hughes and written by Susan Harris, who is one of the co-creators of the show, as as well as one of the co-creators of Golden Girls. Yes. I like it. So, um, first off, what were your initial reactions to this, Matt, after watching it? I thought it was really funny. It was witty, uh, just like the Golden Girls were. Um, yeah. 
you know, I mean, I don't have too many memories of Golden Girls, so I can't base it on too much. But uh, just the the sort of back and forth, they, like they're really good at that. That that show in particular was like really good at the whole banter. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of shows being as good at it as they were, and it, it really seemed to kind of just pick off where they left off. Like, like I, I watched the first three episodes and. It, it didn't really feel like a spinoff. Like, usually spinoffs aren't that good. Yeah. Um, but this one actually felt like it wasn't just, like, a, like a money grab. Like, oh, let's just get the Golden Girls and put them into a different environment. Like, it, it felt like its own show, like a new show, you know? Yeah, and I'd like to mention, too, to people that this is now on Hulu. So you can watch the whole series on Hulu. Um as well as all of the Golden Girls on Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Hulu is not paying us, but if they'd like to, it's Mike <laughs> at CullenPark.com. <laughs> give me money, Hulu. Just do it, yeah. Give yeah. me money. Do it. I don't care how much. Just give me some. <laughs> I'll share yeah, it with yeah, Sesame yeah. and Carta. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sesame Blanche and Carta. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Sesame yeah. Blanche and Carta. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a long name, but yeah, that's all right. I mean, you got like three names. Does that mean you're going to like assassinate a president or something? Whoa. No, no, I'm not. Don't worry about that. Okay. Just no. making sure. And if I, and if I, if I was, I wouldn't be like an idiot and just show up with like a bunch of knives and guns and tell the police that that's what I was there to do. Like that one guy did like a week ago, but, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well that was good for yep. you. you know probably shouldn't do yeah. that no um so yeah i i really liked this episode i thought it was pretty funny um i remember watching the show when it was on originally um interesting thing like golden girls ran on uh on nbc for all the years it was on um nbc wasn't going to commit to a full season of this show so they took the show over to cbs so it's interesting, a spinoff of a show aired on a different network than the original show. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what happens in this episode here, Matt? Uh, they, they sold the house. Um, and uh, I, uh, Rose, yeah, Rose is kind of... You know, she's sort of having anxiety and stuff, doesn't really want to, doesn't really want to leave. And, you know, Blanche and Sophia are kind of just sort of talking her into it. Like, hey, you know, this is a good, good thing for our lives. You know, do something new. You know, we're, you know, it's like, a, you know, a new chapter in our lives type thing. You know, they got the typical banter going back and forth, that kind of Golden Girls, you know, the, the golden, if you will, of the Golden Girls. And they eventually, the movers eventually just end up carrying them like well, they're all sitting on the couch so that was kind of funny yeah and then um they go into the golden palace and then there's a uh, very young don Cheadle, um yes who's the manager pretty much everything at the hotel i mean he does pretty much every like manager he's also like delivering towels to people's rooms and just pretty much just does everything there and he's kind of like he's kind of rude to them at first because he's like He's so busy, he's trying to do, like, everything, and eventually Blanche 
tells them that they're the owners, and then he immediately, you know, changes course, like, oh, welcome, and I was, you know... They you told know, that us that thing. they were beautiful, but didn't know it was you were beautiful, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I was doing that whole thing, you know, like, and then... Uh, so that's pretty interesting, and it, it kind of sets off a, a relationship between Blanche, and, and his name was Ronald, no, Roland, sorry, Roland. Roland, yeah. Roland, because, um, you know, Blanche is, feels, you know, that He's kind of like doesn't respect her authority and stuff, so that kind of that, that kind of goes into a sort of arc in the next couple episodes, which is interesting. But um, oh, cool! But um, yeah, I mean, it pretty much just it's like they don't really know what they're doing, and you know, they they're like just they're they're way over their heads, you know, type of thing. Um, yeah. First and, off, we we also meet a couple other characters. Oliver is a uh, is the foster child of Roland. Who lives in the hotel as well, and helps out. We also meet uh, the hotel chef uh, Chewy Castiles, um, played by uh, Cheech Marin, <laughs> a uh, pre Nash Bridges Cheech Marin, <laughs> post Cheech and Chong Cheech Marin. Yeah. Yes. It's in like that that sweet spot, you know, um, you know that 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 sweet spot between post post marijuana Cheech and Chong and pre um, was it called Nash Nash Bridges? Uh, Nash, Nash, Nash Bridges. I loved that show for some reason. But it wasn't. It wasn't really good. Yeah. Um, and also, it was probably post Born in East LA too. That movie yeah. came out was that in the eighties. That was a good movie. Yeah. Um, just side note: This is I know it's so random, but it reminded me of something. So, uh, me and my brother, we used to like do like internet pranks like when we were kids, like before that was even a thing. Where like, but not like videos. Like we would, we would like set up like email addresses, like pretending to be other people, and then we'd sign up with those email addresses. And then, like, go on, like, different, like, web pages, like, guitar.com or whatever, <laughs> where people would just talk about guitar stuff. And we didn't realize that we didn't even need to make fake email addresses <laughs> to make an account, but we did anyway. So I guess it was just, like, method acting at that point. And, like, we had this whole thing where he... <laughs> what, was, what was the other guy in Nash Bridges? Uh, the guy from Miami Vice. What was his name? Oh, Don um, Johnson. The, he... <laughs> He was saying that he was Don Johnson, and he'd go on, like, different, like, message boards, like, oh, it's Don Johnson from Miami Vice, and th then he just starts talking about, like, a guitar pedal or whatever. And then I, I would be Cheech Marin. <laughs> Such a stupidest thing ever. <laughs> but, like, we, we thought it was, like, the funniest thing ever. They're just, like, and because people would get pissed. That's the other thing, too. Like, like, you're not really Don Johnson. Shut the fuck up. Like, like getting really mad about it. So, like, we just kept doing it then. And, like, we take like a picture of like Don Johnson or Cheech and like Photoshop like a guitar like in their hands. Like, see, look, it's really me. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I was I was like fifteen and sixteen at the time. He was like twenty. But Okay. I'm just glad this thought, wasn't like last week or something. Oh. Uh, well we did do it last week too. But um okay. <laughs> we, we had to go back to the way back machine though, because I don't think guitar.com exists anymore. But uh but Oh god, the early days of the internet were so fun. Um, yes, they were. The sim simple pleasures that we take for granted for now, but were just like hilarious. 
I remember I used to have a, uh, um, I used to write funny stories and send them to people once a mm-hmm. week when I first got the internet. And, uh, <laughs> some of them started, uh, spreading around throughout the country, which was kind of cool. Because <laughs> I found out, like, they would be in people's dorm rooms and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> See? Because, yeah, back then it was so much, it was so easy to become internet famous, too. Yeah. Uh, because there was, um, like, not everyone was doing, like, memes. I mean, that was that was technically, like, a meme before it was a meme. Yeah. Like, it was a, it was a written meme, mm-hmm. not a picture or whatever, like a story. And, um... Yeah, like, like plus two that that show we were reviewing last week about Stark raving mad. Yeah, um, the the author was like, "Could you believe there are like twenty eight websites dedicated to me?" Like, and he like acts like that was a big deal. I'm like, twenty eight websites, really? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, back to the show here. Um, we have uh, we have the the. The reason the women learn from um, Roland that the previous owners had fired much of the staff to make the hotel appear profitable, and uh, the whole the hotel has no money to hire new employees, so they only have one week to make the hotel's banknote payment. <laughs> this all seems illegal to me, but anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> might not be though, but it just seems kind of <laughs> far fetched. But it's a sitcom in the nineties. I'll let it go. The whole, um, the whole thing is far fetched. I mean, how do they even? Yeah. How how did Blanche and them even get the idea to buy this hotel in the first place? Like, yeah. Like how like how was the opportunity even presented to them? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it again. You know, I'll also mention that we have all of the we have three of the four ladies from from Golden Girls. Dorothy was not. Um, had gotten married and moved off, moved, moved away. So she's not part of this. And that was because B Arthur was basically didn't want to do the show anymore, but the other girls kind of did. So they created this as a continuation. Um, the, uh, yeah, the, um, they have no money to hire uh, new employees. And, uh, so basically the women have to, and and Roland and Oliver have to basically do everything. Uh, Chewy uh, quits at one point because Sophia comes in and takes over the kitchen and is like, you know, we're gonna make Italian food, and he's like, I can make Mex- I want to make Mexican food, and blah blah blah, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he quits, but then he comes back and gets his job back by flirting with Sophia. um and then they decide that they're gonna you know do a little bit of his way a little bit of her way you know sort of you know make 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 both italian and mexican food um which is weird in the sense that like this is a hotel right yeah so usually hotels don't like have like a theme like like you know what i mean like only Mexican or only Italian, you know what I mean? Like usually they have other, a, other items on the menu too. But yeah, exactly. Like a burger or a sandwich or you know something. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but but you know, then again, no, they only had one chef and they couldn't hire anyone else. So 
you know yeah he he cooks what he knows you know so that's that's you know his his recipes or whatever um there's a lot of old lady young men or youngish men like flirting going on or at least like implied flirting like it was oh, yeah. really interesting like blanche I was like, I'm like, is she gonna, is she gonna bang this pool guy? Like, you know, <laughs> like, like, probably. I mean, don't get me wrong, she, she, she is, a, she is an attractive old lady, but still, it's like, yeah. come on, like, chill out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> she was the, yeah, I mean, she was always a kind of a, you know, the, um, you know, she, she got around. That's what I'll say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, Sophia's always calling her name like a slut and, you know, tramp. Yeah, that, that's, stuff. it's funny yeah. when Sophia just walks by and says it. It's just... I know, because she's mad at her about something. I forgot what she was mad at her about, but... um, <clears throat> Oh, basically, okay, so what ends up happening is um, Sophia and Rose are very upset at Blanche for getting them into this situation because I guess the whole idea of buying the hotel was Blanche's idea. Oh, okay. Um. And so they're they're kind of pissed and everything because they they even say at one time it's like it's like I wish Dorothy was here she could help us and then uh is what is what Rose says and um and and uh and uh, Sophia says I don't even think Dorothy could get us out of this situation and and she's like she's like no but she could beat up Blanche <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just it's hilarious yeah um so uh. They're they're really upset, but uh, Blanche ends up convincing them that they can, uh, you know, operate this hotel. There's a, there's a big uh, group of uh, travel agents, like having some kind of, you know, conference going on there at the hotel that's happening that week. So they got to make sure that things are going well. Um, you know, wants to, you know, they they they, they want to make sure that these people are all satisfied so that could help out the you know future of the hotel um you know things of that nature they're just basically worried about going under because if they do then they can't have the hotel anymore or anything and they basically lost all their fucking money so um um, do you want to take a break here really quick matt and we'll come back and talk about the rest of this yeah okay we'll be right back folks I'm Jay Remy, host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. And we are back. How's it going there? Uh, it's, I'm doing all right. Okay. So, uh, what's, what else is happening in the show here? Uh, well, whoever this is, um, who, you know, commandeered Mike's uh, microphone. Um, yeah, I got, the, I got, I got the, Mikey's mic here. I got him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you know, kind of not in order here, but for Chewy, he asked for his job back, like you said, and flirted with Sophie. But also, when he first came in the, the kitchen, she thought, he's like, you know, he said hi or whatever, and Sophie thought it was Dorothy. I'm like, 
Okay. That was kind of weird. And um, I don't know if, what that was about. Like, just she's senile or something or what. But um, I think it was I just try, that... trying to be funny because uh, Sophia, um, you know, Dorothy had, like, kind of a deeper voice. So. Oh, so maybe that's what it was about. Yeah. Okay. That's I was wondering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, man, I wish I could remember all those details. Um, because I watched three episodes in a row, so yeah, all kind so you don't want to get them mixed up. The uh, but uh, yeah, the first three were pretty good. Um, but you know they 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 like all apologize to each other, you know, for like doubting each other or whatever. Plus, two Blanche was kind of acting like it was like her hotel type of thing. It's like, well, you know, we all got this together, you know, type of stuff. And um, Oliver. Is like you know, I actually don't remember much about Oliver <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> in this particular episode, uh, he, he doesn't have much um, happening here in this episode. Really, not a lot happened. It was a pilot, so it was just yeah. kind of getting started. Um, I do remember that the they got a really good review though from the travel agents or whatever. Yeah, so they were able to stay open. Um, things all all happened good, and then um. At the end, they all decide to. Uh, they're all they're all sitting there eating cheesecake at a table like they did on Golden Girls, <laughs> and it's like, how does this work? And uh, you know, and then they talk about what you know. They they just talk about their day, blah blah blah, and you know, and then Rose is like, sometimes uh, I talk about my my hometown of Saint Olaf. <laughs> yeah, and then they're all like excited about it, and then uh, the girls are like, ah, uh, you know. Rookies. <laughs> yeah, like a rookie mistake, you know, yeah. like, great, you know, like, going some weird. <laughs> um, so do you want me to read some, uh, some, uh, trivia about this show? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. So, uh, the production team were so desperate for B. Arthur to return for the second and third seasons that they offered to cut down the, uh, episode number and work around her schedule arthur declined the offer several times had arthur returned the second season would have seen the girls return to their miami house and the golden girls would have resumed oh wow so they would have just totally changed the show that just sounds stupid yeah it does (laughs) yeah it was due to be renewed for a second season but was canceled at the last moment Um, yeah, B. Arthur, I guess, does a guest appearance in two episodes of the show as Dorothy. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the um, syndication of the series is handled by Disney ABC Domestic Television. Although the series has never been syndicated as a standalone series, Lifetime, uh, during the time it owned the rights to Golden Girls, carried the Golden Palace on several occasions, running the series in rotation as a de facto eighth season of the Golden Girls. Um, the current rights holders to Golden Girls um, have to date not picked up Golden Palace, except for now it's on Hulu. This probably was written before that. So, um, Yeah, um... CBS used the Golden Palace as one of four comedies assembled on Friday night in an effort to combat ABC's TGIF comedy block. Hmm. The Golden Palace was grouped with Major Dad, 
Designing Women, mm. and Bob. All of which were either successful comedies prior to the move, or in the case of Bob, featured a previously successful sitcom star, Bob Newhart. Um, the, uh, the premiere of this show garnered solid ratings, and the show won its time slot for the first few weeks, but viewership fell steadily for the entire block as the season progressed. CBS had scheduled the show for a second season, but canceled the show and the entire block the night before they announced their 1993 fall schedule. The only one of the four aforementioned shows to get picked up for the 93-94 season was Bob, which uh, then hired Betty White to join its revamped cast. So she joined uh, Bob in season two of that show. 24 episodes of Golden Palace were produced. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> Susan Harris, Paul uh, Gunger Witt, and Tony Thomas all pitched their Golden Girls success for success series to NBC in early 1992 as a way to continue the saga of Blanche Rose and Sophia after B. Arthur's departure from the role of Dorothy. Um, the uh, um, Warren Littlefield, the uh, head of NBC, um, committed to airing the Golden Palace with a 13-episode order for the season. However, CBS soon entered the picture and uh, fueled a bidding war for the new series, offering a full 24-episode order. Um, Whit Thomas and Harris uh, tried to get Littlefield to improve his NBC deal, um, but he refused uh, to extend his episode order, citing that the declining ratings of the Golden Girls in its seventh season made it risky to give the spinoff a longer commitment. The producers thus went with N with CBS, um, which agreed to market the Golden Palace as a show with its own voice separate from its parent show. Um, originally, the uh, chef was going to be a British guy, played by Alexi Sale. Um... And, uh, but he was replaced by Cheech Marin before the pilot was shot. Um, the, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they, uh, so basically he, he was fired, but he, he was on a seven year contract. So I guess he still got paid for the season. <laughs> um, Yeah, Andy Richter actually had auditioned for the role of the chef as well. <laughs> but lost wow. to Cheech Marin. That would have been interesting, actually, to see. Um, yeah. I, I actually think that may have been... He may have been actually a better role for that, now that I'm thinking about it, or picturing it. Yeah, um... Credit was never given where it was due. The original concept and creative idea was taken directly from Who's the Boss, Mona, um, which was to be a spinoff for that show and aired five years before this premiered. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, basically there was a similar concept where Mona would take over a hotel. Uh -oh. Yeah. But that's kind of a generic 
I, I wouldn't say they stole it. Kind it. of, yeah. It's not yeah. that yeah. unique of a concept, but no. Pretty sure that other things, but I think that's just somebody trying to be bitter or something and saying that in the trivia. Um, so <laughs> yeah, like a uh, Mona Stan. Yes. Yeah, they stole the. <laughs> Who's the boss, Stan? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Mona was the boss, by the way. I'm joking. <laughs> That was Angela. Angela yeah, the Angela boss. was the boss, according to according to uh, Abed in on Community. He proved. Yeah. He proved it. <laughs> yes. Um. <clears throat> any other final thoughts here, Matt? Before we wrap things up, I don't want to read any reviews because most of them are actually positive for it, so it's not fun to read those. <laughs> yeah, we, um, yeah, we can't read the positive ones yet. No, um, <laughs> unless they're sarcastic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, any other thoughts here? Um, I mean, we did this kind of in honor of the fact that sadly Betty White has passed away, and now all yeah. of the, all of the Golden Girls have uh, moved on to the Golden Palace in the sky. Yeah, that's good to say. <laughs> with with you know all, all the cheesecake that they can handle or yes. whatever. Um, Betty uh, White spiritual is up there, cheesecake uh, up there in uh, the Saint Olaf in the sky. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know because Saint Olaf doesn't sound like a great place. So. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's you, the you Miami, got, Miami in the sky. Um, Miami, because you got you got watch was it the second or third episode? I don't remember, um, but she was saying, you know, because they were still trying to find ways to you know drum up more money or whatever, because because obviously. Just because they got you know their heads above water doesn't mean everything was just immediately fixed, you know. Yeah. Um, so they needed to still make some more money. And uh, Rose was talking about, <clears throat> sorry, and say Olaf when they were kids. There, um, so you know, her and her. I think it was she said her and her sister or so. I don't remember exactly who she said. Um, used to have a, a kissing booth. And people from miles away would, would you know, show up and they, you know, made a fortune or whatever. And they're like, and then Roland's like, you, you mean you get you guys just like kissed like hundreds of strangers? Like, no, we're kissing each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, like who who came to see that? Most, most mostly older men in raincoats. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, they let that? <laughs> That's funny. That was on the 90s. It's funny, but man, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was interesting to see a young Don Cheadle in the show, too. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he had a lot of nice things to say about uh, Betty White when she passed away, so... That's cool. Mm-hmm. About the one thing he said too was like it was interesting. A little story I read about how uh, because uh, lighting is kind of weird when it comes to different skin tones on you know on sets like that, mm-hmm. and um, without being asked by anybody, Betty White actually made her uh, makeup a little bit darker so it'd be closer, so they wouldn't have to spend as much time lighting things. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it wasn't, you know. So, so basically what it was is because she had pretty pale skin, whenever they were in scenes together, the lighting would have to be readjusted and everything. Right, right, but, yeah. But, but to make it work out, she would she she went and told the makeup people to put on a little bit darker makeup on her 
because she knew this because she's been in TV for years. Oh, right. Yeah. For, for yeah. She yeah. Been, yeah. Because I remember seeing something like that a few years ago where it was about like, just like the, the subtle things that, you know, you might not think about if you're not like, you know, in the industry or whatever, where they were saying like, you know, like, you know, like when they first started actually like allowing black people to be in films and stuff, it was like pretty much didn't really have any consideration for like their skin tones when it came to lighting because it wasn't really about them. It was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like they were quote cast in the best light for pun yeah. intended. Uh, you know what I mean? But literally like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's not even a joke. It's literally true. Like it was like, it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause if you notice like old movies and stuff like that, like it's, it's like, it, it just looks different, you know, because the lighting was just not meant for, you know, for that. Of course, you know, if I say that now, people are going to be like, oh, you're just being woke or whatever. It's like, no, it's just, it's no, historical. It's, it's a technical thing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with race. I mean, it does with the fact that they're, that, that people's skin tones are different colors, but yeah, it's, uh, exactly. you know, it's, it's just a technical thing. It would be the same thing if you're trying to light a, a, a dark couch as opposed to a white couch. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, and and it's, and it's true. It's like, and if you favor one over the other, then that's where the social implications come in, you know. Yeah. And but again, you're not you're not allowed to say that anymore because you know you're being woke, and you know you, you know not, you know truth is woke now. You're not allowed to be truthful, so you know. Yeah. Um. Because you know, because woke is bad, and truth is bad, and um. You know, so it's cool. And uh, <laughs> the world is controlled by aliens. And yep. um. Yep. Wait, what? <laughs> Reptiles specifically, but yeah, oh, yeah. Rep- um, rep- reptilian aliens, yeah. um, <laughs> and Tucker Carlson, and, and um, Carlson. <laughs> he, he's the chief of the <laughs> reptilian race. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, um, yeah, um, I, I just think this show, as as well as like anything you watch, Betty White in shows her talent, and I mean the. The, this whole cast was great, actually, in this show. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, and, and in Golden Girls as well. I mean, those uh, the three ladies here, you know, they 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 bounce off each other so well. Um, I mean, it's it's sad when you read certain things where I guess back behind the scenes when Golden Girls was on, um, for some reason Betty White and B. Arthur like hated each other. Oh man! Yeah, you find that out, and you're like, ah, oh, that sucks because they played such good, you know. But they, but they, it, they didn't let it get to them, you know, when it came out to acting, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know why they didn't like each other, but um, hmm. but uh, but Rue McClanahan was friends with both of them, so it was just you know, and so was uh, so was Estelle Getty. So, um, but you know, Estelle Getty, who uh, is like. Playing, you know, like eighty-seven in this show was like the same age as Betty White. So, right, yes, yeah, the funny part. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was actually technically the youngest. Like, you wanted the, maybe well, by, I think like, Rue McClanahan was actually younger, but she's the second youngest oh, of okay. the Golden Girls. So it's like, <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I think she was actually younger than B. Arthur, who she played the mom of. So it's like, wow, or right <laughs> around the same age, whatever it was. It's funny mm-hmm. when that happens in TV shows and stuff, you know, it's like, I remember, uh, this guy, Jed Allen played, uh, Edward Quartermain for a short time on, uh, General Hospital. And mm-hmm. at the same time, Stuart Damon was playing his son and he is actually, and, um, 
Jed Allen was a month younger than Stuart Damon. <laughs> oh God! Wow. <laughs> but he looked older, so it's just like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, you never know with these things. It's funny. Like uh, you know, like like I mean, Sean Connery's only like eleven years older than. Harrison Ford, and he played his dad in Indiana Jones, you know, so it's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, interesting thing. I mean, uh, I, I recommend people watching this show a lot. I think, you know, it's, it's good fun. Watch the original Golden Girls as well. You know, it's just watch anything with Betty White in it. Um, she's just hilarious. I love her in the proposal, the proposal, uh, with, uh, with Sandra, yeah, Bullock, Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan Reynolds, it's a really good movie. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, they're uh, she's funny in that too. So yeah, um, check that out. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, she's she basically, um, was the first lady of television. Like, I mean, sure, yeah. sure, Lucy got all the credit as being like the big you know forerunner of women in television, but she was out there at the same time. And, uh, so, you know, she, she was there from, she was, she was literally part of television before television was a thing. Yeah. Cause not everybody had television and she was actually part of some test pilots and stuff for, for things for television shows before television even existed. So and that's why she was so used to like doing so much output because back then it was like. Like you were working for like four or five hours every single day, like it, like it wasn't like oh we're gonna film this you know like I mean like they were like there constantly like they had to do their own commercials too, so like instead of like going to a commercial she would just do the ad herself just read yeah. whatever the product was you know so it's like like can you imagine like just multitasking like that like oh, you're doing like three different types of jobs essentially you're 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 doing the regular acting, then you're doing the commercial acting, then you're doing like a, like a almost like a news type of thing because she would read off like, you know, um, like reviews and stuff like that, like uh, just crazy. So she was so used to that kind of output that she's like, yeah, sure, I'll just do like a million movies and TV shows, no, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she I was mean, literally that, like working until the day she died, almost. So it's like I know it's crazy. Um, but yeah, but yeah, um, total total legend, like for yeah. real. It's not not just because like Betty White's become like a sort of like meme, like oh Betty White, like, oh, like no, like she literally was like a legend. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> um, the uh, yeah, um, I mean we've lost a lot of people recently, which really kind of sucks mm-hmm. in 2022 so far. Um, yep. maybe by the time this airs, we might have lost more. Sadly, who knows? But um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, Bob Saget just recently passed away, too. Um, mm-hmm. Hope to talk about him sometime in the near future, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I will I will leave, leave before we leave, leave this episode, I will leave you with a thing that Jeff Ross said, who was friends with Bob Saget. He said, mm-hmm. he said, uh, he said Bob Saget had to pass away so we could get that bitch Betty wife off out of the news. Just joking. <laughs> Wow, he was he was saying it as sarcastically. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I was. Um, I I made you know a song recently doing like mashups or whatever you know, and I put Bob Saget at the end of it, and like it was just like this small bit. But I remember 
what it was from because I had watched that special when it came out and I like I didn't really know much about Bob Saget other than like yeah. I knew that like I knew that his comedy routine was like a lot more adult than like the the like Full House and stuff but I didn't really know the extent of it so like I was watching it once and I'm like oh my god like and he was talking about this guy like he would like you know um he was kind of this razzing like this guy in the front row like you just doing that kind of as a joke or whatever and he was like I, th- I, th- I don't know but I think I think he was talking about like having sex with animals or some shit I don't know like I, it was something weird and like he was like talking with the guy in the front row. He's like, like you know, this guy needs to be careful. Like you know, like 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 look, dude. Like I'm just saying, you you look a little bit like Screech, you know. And it, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's endearing, you know. Everybody here likes you. Like you just be careful though, because you you look like a guy who just like really needs someone badly in his life. And it was just like the funniest thing Jeez. like I've ever heard. Like <laughs> just like like I don't, just the way he delivered it, you know, like. It, and now oh, it's sad that both Bob Saget and Screech are both passed away. So I know that's the thing. And, and, and Dustin you know, Diamond, yeah. Diamond so, last year, yeah. So yeah, but but I God, I must have watched that special when it came out, like probably on Comedy Central a few years. I, I think it was like maybe five or six, seven years ago. Yeah, but I probably watched that thing like ten times. <laughs> thought it was like the funniest thing. Not, not necessarily the content, because you know me, I don't really like like dirty humor necessarily, yeah. but just how he talks like the actual his voice itself you know what i mean yeah. like the delivery it just yeah yeah <clears throat> well um anyways uh we'll get more into bob saget probably next week or the week after um sometime soon um got a show i want to cover about him um anyways so uh any final thoughts here before we wrap things up matt uh no nope. okay so Everybody, make sure you uh, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to us now, or subscribe everywhere if you want. I don't care. Um, Also, uh, (laughs) give us a five-star review anywhere that you can review us. I know you can on Apple, and you also can on Spotify now. Um, Also, uh, check out our website, all2real2.com. If you got any questions or suggestions for future things, give me a message at mike at cullenpark.com. Also, um, check out our Public our Patreon, and uh, share the show with some friends. You know, if you're listening to this and like it, just tell two people about the show and ask yeah. them to tell two people. Yeah. And that's how we grow. Yeah. And, you know, be uh, be present and love everybody while they're still here, people. If anything's taught us, you know, things, you know, like, be nice to everybody. Be kind, like Betty White was. Um, yeah. You know, um, wear a mask because, you know, there's a lot of people dying now because of things. Um, yep. Wear a mask if you have to. Get vaxxed. Wear a condom. <laughs> and until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now